The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Broncos just were beaten by the San Diego chargeless, nutless, boatless chargers right here on Thursday night. That makes the Raiders number one in the division, and we got to hold this one, baby. That and more here on show four sixty-eight. First, I gotta say aloha. From Hawaii, that's where I'm doing the show. The sound quality is not the best, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> nothing, honey. If you are going to Tampa, you definitely got to hook up with the Florida Raider Nation Incorporated. The Raider Nation that lives, breathes, the silver and black there in Tampa. They're going to have party Saturday Friday and a huge tailgate party for the Raider Nation. If you're going to go to this game, check it out. Don't waste time. Get in there because tickets are going quick and fast and they're going to be gone pretty soon. So get on it. Florida Raider Nation Incorporated is an officially recognized booster club that meets weekly at Top Golf in Tampa, Florida. We will be hosting events Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 28th through October 30th for the Raiders vs. Buccaneers game. Our event Friday, October 28th will be held at Gaspers Grotto in Ybor City. This event will feature $2 beer and shots until 10 p.m., $3 mimosas and martinis, beer pong, quarters, DJ and a rooftop show. On Saturday, October 29th from 5 to 11 p.m. our event will be held at Duffy's Sports Grill in Tampa, Florida. This event will feature two-for-one drinks all night and 10% of all proceeds will be donated to our weekend charities. And of course on Sunday, October 29th will be our Raider Nation Invades Tampa Bay official tailgate party at Raymond James Stadium. This event will feature a barbecue buffet and an open bar with all you can drink for three hours. This event will be from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Lot 14. For tickets and more information visit our website at www.floridaradernation.com. Ticket sales end on Saturday, October 15, 2016 at midnight. This event is close to selling out and tickets will not be sold at the door. Please remember all proceeds from these events will be donated to domestic violence programs in Tampa and in Oakland. Our charities we are supporting are the Spring in Tampa and the Blatnikoff Foundation in Oakland. Thank you all for your support and go Raiders! David Covey, Chairman of Florida Raider Nation Incorporated. All right, in other news, the Las Vegas Senate has voted unanimously, well, there's five people that abstained, I guess, to grant the $750 million in room sales taxes to go towards a new Raider Stadium. 
the uh, Nevada Assembly could vote at any time tonight on a funding plan to build a new stadium in Las Vegas, a stadium that the Oakland Raiders would love to call home. Until we hear from the state legislature, KPIX 5 reporter Da Lin has some breaking news about what's happening right now in Oakland. Da? Yeah, former 49ers owner Eddie DeBarlow could be coming to the rescue of Raiders fans. Uh, that's because his company's vice president is meeting with city leaders at Oakland City Hall, Hall, uh, Hall as we speak right now. They're talking about redeveloping this land and also possibly keeping the Raiders here in town. Now, while that's going on, of course, uh, Nevada lawmakers are deciding whether or not to use public money to get the Raiders to move to Las Vegas. Nevada lawmakers spent hours debating whether or not to raise the hotel tax in Las Vegas. They're flirting with what Oakland won't do, and that's the proposal to use $750 million in public funds to build a football stadium off the Strip. If approved, Raiders owner Mark Davis plans to ask the NFL to move to Sin City. For Nevada and the legislative to get involved at this level, to be able to use public funds in this fashion, I think they're, they're very short-sighted. Even if the proposal goes through, the Raiders would still need approval from NFL owners. Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf says Nevada's action will not influence her stadium plan. Oakland is negotiating with NFL Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott. Lott's group wants to lease the Coliseum site and build a stadium there. Former 49ers owner Eddie DeBarlow is also interested in leasing the land. DeBarlow's representative is meeting with city leaders this afternoon. It comes to experience and building not just stadiums, but housing and other business development. I mean, you couldn't ask for a more qualified group than the DeBarlow group. Yeah, the DeBarlow representative flew in this afternoon for this meeting. It is still very early, so it's unclear whether the DeBarlow family will be working with Ronnie Lott's group or if they'll be working separately. Uh, but nonetheless, good to have options at this point for the city of Oakland. Live at the Coliseum, I'm Da Lin, KPIX 5. Mark Davis can hardly contain himself as Mo, as you know, uh, to move the Raiders to Las Vegas. We shall see what happens. There's a whole lot that needs to get done, but it looks like it's moving that direction, folks. So we shall see. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers. And, of course, we have free coupons for high blood pressure medicine for the entire Raider Nation. Brother, what a game. Uh, my heart was hardly in a chest. I'm telling you, we'll go on that for sure. We've got a hit on it. Also, the pregame for the... Oh, 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 uh, <coughs> Char the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, lowly Chiefs off a of bye week. They're 15-2. and two. It's a brutal matchup. Uh, yeah, their coach looks like he swallowed a canary. We definitely got to hit on that. And the bone line will wrap up the show. Aloha oi from the islands of Hawaii. Uh, and the Raider Nation Podcast. Okay, we got to get to the post game for <laughs> the Chargers Raiders game. 
at home at the Coliseum. Brother, could it be more stressful? I think not. Rivers back, looks middle, throws, caught. Juggling catch by, and kicked out of there, but Case caught it, and it was punched out of there by the new Raider linebacker, Perry Riley Jr. He punched the ball right out of the arms Whoa. of Antonio Gates, and Reggie Nelson caught the ball in the air. So Rivers lines up. And under center, something he's doing a lot more of this year. The tight end, McGrath, throws in motion. Great drop by Rivers, seven steps. Going to throw a deep ball up the left seam for Benjamin. Intercepted by Sean Smith. Sean Smith took it away, breaks a tackle. Coming back the other way, 40, 45. Tries to get wide down the sideline. Charger, 40. Out of block, he run out of bounds there. There's a play action. Phillip Rivers looking right, throwing for the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown. Raiders would like to get the ball back here with two timeouts before halftime. Rivers in the gun, Gordon to his left. Rivers back, looking right. Back foot, going to heave a bomb. Inman, double coverage. He goes down. Kyle Joseph intercepts. Gets a block from Amerson. 40, midfield. Tries to get wide. He's hit by Inman from behind. Carl Joseph with his first interception in the NFL. So we'll resume now. Kondo will snap. King will hold it of a high snap. Jano has it away. He has the distance, and it is good. Janikowski from 56 yards away. He was intercepted twice. One by Sean Smith, one by Carl Joseph, but also for a touchdown pass. The Raiders blitz Reggie Nelson. They sack him. They fumble the ball. It's free. The Chargers will recover the ball. Chris Hairston, the tackle, will recover the ball. Stacy McGee. It's a wide receiver screen. No, it's a screen to Gordon left. Wide open touchdown. Clever play. Raiders were completely fooled. Second and ten. Raiders have uh, DeAndre Washington. The car is right at two by two. Kirkland is out of the tight end. Here's a blitz in the middle. Car going to throw a lob wide open. Amari Cooper got it. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! Raiders! That time they hit him with a deep ball, and it's Amari Cooper's first touchdown of the year. A 64-yard bomb. He got behind them all, including the safeties, Adrian Phillips, and right over the top, Tom, and Derek Carr hit him right in stride for a touchdown. Rivers looked right, comes back left, wide open, touchdown. They get the other tight end. Carr in the gun. Richard to his left. Two-by-two formation. Rivera and Crabtree right. Seth Roberts and Amari Cooper left. Amari has that outside leverage there against Williams. Going to go right, though, for Crabtree for the end zone. He's got it. He's got it. Touchdown. And Gordon fumbled the ball, the Raiders have it. Kyle Joseph with the takeaway. And they give it to Walla Walla, and touchdown! Raiders! They throw it to Gates on a pick, it's a touchdown. That's a pick route on the goal line. By right hash, 36-yard field goal for Josh Lambeau. Only missed one field goal all year. Winkable snap. He did the, 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 the rookie punter dropped the ball. Kayser, the Raiders take the ball. Drew Kayser with a monumental mistake. He shanked a earlier, and the hold of that ball was delivered right in his hands by Mike Wentz, and he simply dropped the football. It's like North Dallas 40. He just dropped the snap. It was right in his hands. Campos will snap it back. Art Hartman will put it down. The snap. The ball gets away from Hartman. It's on the ground. Chicago recovers. The game is over. The Chicago Marauders have held off. 
the North Dallas Rally to win 14 to 13, and what a finish. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. The Chicago Marauders and now the Oakland Raiders. What a day it was at the Oakland Coliseum yesterday as the Oakland Raiders are 4-1 for the first time since 2002. And when you talk about close game, all five of their games have been decided by seven points or less. But to have their, their rookie punter holder just drop the ball like that, I did not see that one coming. But the young guy that replaced uh, Mike Cypher's uh, just is off to a horrible start. His first game against Kansas City at Arrowhead, he had a punt that was less than 20 yards. And yesterday, I think he had like a 16-yarder, went straight up in the air. And then at the end of the game, just to drop the snap that was delivered right there, he actually caught it when he was bringing it down to place it on the on the grass for uh, Josh Lambeau. He just dropped it. But it was just uh, an incredible football game. That second half, Townie, was just on fire. On fire. I mean, it was 10 to 9 at halftime, and we wind up 34 31. Raiders scored 25 points in the second half of the game. Uh, Three touchdowns, the two point conversion, a Janikowski field goal, and uh, Rivers led three touchdowns the other way. So uh, they're 4 and 1. That's all that matters. And I heard you driving home yesterday on uh, Extra Point after the game, and the fans were, I think, rightfully, there there are some that are just gleeful that they're 4 and 1 in light of how the last uh, 14 years, 13 years have gone. But there are others that are concerned about this defense. And uh, there there are issues. There are definitely issues in the secondary that they're going to have to address. And, uh, you know, they went after David Amerson yesterday with Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin's a smaller uh, wide receiver who has great change of direction ability, agility in the open field, and he just had David Amerson on ice skates all day, and David didn't have his his skates sharpened. He just could not, on that one comeback route, he was late to get there. There was so much cushion. He got so off of Amerson on the comeback route, he had time to catch it and beat him down the sideline the way Amari Cooper often does. And they went at him over the top with Tyrell Williams. Reggie Nelson really had a, a bad game. Just there's no other way to put it. I mean, he's the center fielder. Uh, he missed a run play. He missed a tackle. He's missing balls over the top. Uh, he's got to be the deepest of the deepest. And, and several times yesterday, he was peeking on Antonio Gates, and he got beat over the top. Uh, there, there were issues, but the, the Raiders have got to be smart about that, certain levels. Uh, you got to trade it off. You can't just lock it and stay in man. you got to switch it. Uh, kind of like a basketball play, because it's going to happen over and over and over again. And so they, they've got issues. I mean, uh, Amerson was, was, had his issues yesterday. Uh, Reggie Nelson did not play well. Sean Smith, by and large, stayed on top. He did a good job. He had the interception on the deep ball on that first deep post, and Phillip Rivers just kept going deep and deep and deep. I mean, it was quite a shootout. You know, I'm thinking these contests at home might be a little much for Carr. He seems to be overthrowing the ball and overthinking every play. The kid looks so nervous at home, I'd rather have him playing somewhere else. In this game, there was no doubt that that was the case in the first half. Now, the Chargers continue to be buffoons as they have been throughout the first part of the season. I expected more from the Raiders and Musgrave continued to deliver lame-ass calls. I mean, who is going to shake this guy and wake his ass up and let him know that he has an offense that can turn it on in a second? 
the defense continued to fumble and mumble its way through the game. However, the turnovers were fantastic. Um, Carl Jovis got his first interception. We got pressure on the quarterback for a change. And, uh, well, we won the game barely, and I'm telling you right now, everyone needs to take high blood pressure medicine because these games are freaking killing me, and I'm sure they're killing you. Coach, congratulations. That was another thrill ride you took us on on Sunday. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was great to uh, great to come out of there with the win and a lot of smiles and a very excited uh, Raider Nation. Uh, you have an offense that can absolutely lean over and flip that switch when it needs to. And I know that you can't be in the attack aggressive mode all the time, but when you do throw it into let's get aggressive attack mode, it's amazing how often that comes through in points. This is a very good offense you have. Yeah, we feel like we have a good team that, uh, you know, has a lot of different areas that we can strengthen and be better at. Uh, but, uh, you know, off to a good start, sitting here at 4-1. and one. I, I don't know how you feel about this. It's probably not what you want to hear about your team. You want to be blowing people out every single week. You're the best, most exciting team in football. Like, you are a heart attack each and every week. It is an awful lot of fun, I think, for fans to watch. And those waiting for, you know, just weekly dominant efforts, I think, are a season ahead of where they need to be. As you look at your team and really evaluate it, are you ahead of schedule, a little behind schedule, or is four and one what you were really hoping for? And as far as you're concerned, you're on schedule. Well, you know, I guess I don't, you don't go in and schedule how the season's going to flow. Okay. So what, what you do is you go in and you compete. You know, you recognize that everybody in the league has talent. Uh, you know, how productive can we be by playing together and how how is our chemistry and how's our communication and, and how productive are we? That's that's what we get a chance to show every week. That's what makes this game so doggone fun. Is you get to you get to tee it up and you get to go find out. So, you know, for us it's uh hey, we're four and one after five weeks. We've got a divisional opponent coming in here that beat us twice last year. And uh and we're gonna get ourselves geared up, get ourselves prepared, and then and then go in and compete our t- End of the game to close out this chapter. You're running out the clock because you have the ball there, and you have three running plays in a row, and the math says, look, you don't pick up the first down, they're going to get the ball back with no timeouts and 12 to 15 seconds left, and you got to love your chances in that scenario, and the chances all paid off. But if you pick up a first down, they never touch the ball again. Was there any thought of throwing with Derek at the end of that game, picking up that first down to wipe off their Philip Rivers' chance of coming back on you at all? No. I appreciate the kind. <laughs> I love it when you just have a no answer for us. It's a simple <laughs> I mean, no. You're going to go down to 10 or 11 seconds in the game, and you're going to trade that for a maybe? No, you don't do that. Come on, Damon. That's that's why you're behind the, the, the mic right now, and I'm over here on the phone. Well, i got to tell you, I'm undefeated in Madden this season, so you should take that to account. <laughs> All right, duly noted. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why and how uh, the Raiders can make these games so close. When we have this type of offense, the three the three and outs were amazing this game. The penalties were amazing this game. I cannot even believe we won this freaking game. Although we did, that makes us four and one and first in the division. Especially after the Chargers beat, mind you, the Bronco Hose in Charger Town. That was an epic contest, and I'm happy to see that happen. Now 
The Raiders-Chargers game, nothing big to talk about here. Special teams, <laughs> uh, we're doing okay. But we're not squeezing these games out, and we will not be champions this year unless we can straighten out uh, the, the buffoonery on the field. And that is a fact. We're getting better, but we have to improve dramatically as the season goes on because we cannot continue to, uh, shall I say, sputter uh, through this next part of the season. This next quarter is brutal. And that is all I have to say about that. It's going down for can't be too loud because I'm in a condo. I'm doing the best I can with this show, folks. Trust me. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. We got to win this game. Kansas City Chiefs travel to the Oakland Raiders this Sunday. Uh, let me tell you right now, Reed, uh, their coach, is looking like the cat that swallowed the canaries. Looks very confident, and he has every right to, considering that uh, for the Chiefs, since he's been there, they're 15-2 and two off of a bye week. He's a good coach, and he has a good staff, and they will prepare well for the Oakland Raiders. What does that mean for us? Well, that means that we better get up there and stop these mistakes and be on top of our defense and get to Alex Smith. He loves to run the ball when the field is open. We'll have to keep a player on him or else he alone will slap 35, 40 yards of rushing on us. Jamal Charles is back. They have C.O. Moore on the defense, which is a new addition. Yes, he's a wounded dove. Yes, he's coming back to Oakland to prove something, whatever. What I do care more about is our defense uh, stopping Alex Smith and this rushing attack. Now, the Chiefs the Chiefs are a running team. Uh, some will say they're passing. They're, they're like a, um, a West Coast offense. I'd say that's a fact. I think they're a heavy running team with a little bit of passes throwing in. Alex Smith can launch the ball, and they have people that can catch it, especially out of the backfield. They have good tight ends, and, uh, well... They can move the ball, but not as well as we can. Their defense is pretty stout. Uh, Tom Bailey's been out. He might be turning it for this game. I don't know how good he's going to be. Probably great because they're not talking about it. Now, Raider Week this week uh, in Kansas City uh, was kind of a popcorn fart, uh, really, because no one's talking about anything other than not the Raiders. They're just talking about their game and how they can get better and what they have to do to get better. It's Raider Week. The Chiefs are heading to Oakland at 3.05 p.m. on Sunday to face a division rival, probably their biggest division rival. It is, and the Raiders right now are 4-1. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. The Chiefs at 2-2 two two are trying to go on the road, pick up the first road win of the season. But there, there's so many different stats, and there's analytic websites. There's so many things out there. But the game really comes down to, when you, when you look at the numbers, third downs and turnovers. You know, Under Andy Reid, the Chiefs are 21-3 in games in which they win the third down battle. And they're 22-5 in games where they have a better turnover differential than their opponent in games that they win both of those categories, they're 13-0. So you can talk about passes down the 
field, reception, yard, yards after the catch, sacks, all that stuff. It really boils down to those two numbers if you just want to focus on a couple of things. Right, and when you look at this Chiefs team, of course it starts with quarterback Alex Smith. It is, and he's had a lot of success against the Raiders. He's 7-1, and one, including 2-1. and one in Oakland. And when you look at this Raiders secondary, this isn't the same group. They've added former Chief Sean Smith. They went out and signed a veteran, Reggie Nelson, who was actually tied with Marcus Peters last year for the league lead in interceptions. And then they went out and drafted a guy that a lot of Chiefs fans liked going into the draft and former West Virginia safety Carl Joseph. But the Raiders defense has been susceptible to some big plays. They've allowed 24 passing plays of 20 yards or more, which is the most in the NFL. And overall, they're allowing 452 yards of offense, which is the most of any team in the league. That's definitely something to watch in this game. So you're watching the Raiders defense, but you also have to watch this Raiders offense. Derek Carr and Chiefs fans are not going to want to hear this, but he seems like he's a really good player, especially coming into his third year. Yeah, and one of the reasons that he's been as good as he is, he's only been sacked five times in five games, which is the fewest for any player in the NFL. So when he's got a clean pocket, he delivers the ball down the field. He's got 11 touchdowns, just two interceptions, completing about 67% of his passes. The head coach, Jack Del Rio, trusts him. We've seen key plays late in the game, particularly on fourth down, where he has stepped up and made some plays. So the Chiefs' young secondary is going to be tested, and one player that we know doesn't need any more motivation than he's already got, Marcus Peters, who's making his second trip home to Oakland, California. Uh, he's going to be ready to play in this game. You know Peters is going to be fired up for this game, and so will Chiefs fans. And you look at this Raiders team, a lot of close games for this team this year. Yeah, you've got to respect the 4-1 and one record. They've made plays down the stretch to get to that point, but uh, every game they've played has been within a touchdown. They've played a lot of close games, including their one loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but in three of their four wins, those are by a total of just five points. So you're looking at the Chiefs, trying to pick up their first road win of the season, trying to find that statement game, that statement moment. This is a great opportunity against a division rival to show everybody that they belong competing with the top teams in the AFC West. The only thing is, they're not a good team on the road especially this year, this season, they blow on the road, which is really good for us because they're traveling to us, which is good. We must contain the third down conversions, and we must rule the turnovers. This is a game that's going to depend on those two things. That's going to make this game, period. Okay? Special teams will help us out a lot. Marquette King, I expect to be his excellent self, and I expect our cover team to do a great job. One thing I'm worried about is Musgrave's funky conservative offense. If I see another short pass on a third and six, and we throw it to, the, to four yards back in order to get the first down, I am going to fucking flip out, jump through the fucking television, grab Musgrave by his throat, and strangle him to death by myself. This offense is much more than he can handle. It's like a grandmother driving a Corvette. He is must unleash this offense on other teams, give Carr the confidence he needs, especially at home, calm this kid down, give him a Valium, something, hookah, the bong, whatever it takes. Carr's got to chill out the first half of this game and slap a bunch of points on the Chiefs. Because I will tell you this, the Chiefs will have a very hard time coming back from being behind. This is how we must win this game. We must be ahead in the first half. If we do not score early and often, the Chiefs will hang around to the last quarter and beat us with a field goal. That is not acceptable, especially with what's up for stake. The division is up for stake. We must 
exactly do what I say and eliminate the Chiefs from the division right now. We have got to put a big hole in their balloon and send them to the ground right there with the Chargers and, of course, the Bronco Hose, which are reeling from this loss <laughs> from the Phillip Rivers and crew. What a buffoon game this was for them. Uh, it'll probably wake their ass up. Not something I'm looking forward to, but it's a nice thing to know that we're first in the division. The Chiefs are coming. They mean business, and they will beat us at home unless we're prepared to slap a shitload of points in the first half and make them play from behind. This is how we can win this game, and I know if Musgrave pulls his musty ass, uh, head out of his musty ass, we will be dominant and beat the Chiefs at the Raiders. Uh, If we fiddle fuck around with these play calls and try doing this dink and dunk and short passes for the yak, I cannot stand the fucking yak on this coach, we will lose to the Chiefs at home. That is basically it. It Our defense will have to play better, of course. The Raiders look to move to 5-1 and one this week, Romo. Uh, one thing I wanted to address with you, I've been bringing it up all week. Andy Reid in his career is 15-2 and two when he's coming off the bye week. How is it that a coach can have so much success coming off the bye? Do you think there's something to that, or is that just kind of coincidence? Well, I think what he probably does, Every uh, every year is he probably does an audit of his team. Andy Reid is a really good football coach. He's very detailed in everything he does. So I would assume he audits every position, both offense, defense, and special teams, and looks at all the challenges, all the successes, and looks at what do we have to do better at each position, and are we asking our guys to do some things that maybe they're just not really good at? And with doing that uh, performance audit, I think he comes out of the bye week that much better. So looking at this matchup here with Kansas City coming out of the bye week and the Raiders – defense slowly improving but still among the worst statistically in the league what do they need to do defensively to slow down a pretty mediocre kansas city offense well that you know number one they're dealing with alex smith which i like that matchup they have one to me they still haven't this year been able to stop a tight end and they're gonna have to deal with kelsey so Kelsey, and then you got Jeremy Macklin. But the advantage is you have Alex Smith as your quarterback, and he is the check-down queen. So don't allow him to throw the ball deep, which he doesn't like to throw it deep. Cover all the check-down short from 15 yards down and, you know, get to him. I'd like to see our pass rush somehow, some way, find a way to get to Alex Smith. If they're able to get to him, they will shut them down. I love check down Queen, by the way. I'm, I'm sure that was an accidental uh, Queen v. King. 
No, it's good stuff, Romo. Well, <laughs> uh, Maybe uh, it wasn't an hey, accident. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just not a big Alex Smith fan. And okay, I never Bill, that's have, why we bring you on. Hey, I never have been. And, uh, hey, I respect that the guy has worked hard. Um, you know, at the 49ers, like I said, he, I think he's an average quarterback. But he's the starter for Kansas City, and I think that helps the Oakland Raiders. Bill Romanowski, the legend, joining Joe and Dibbs here on 95.7 The Game. It is all about the offense in this game. It is all about stacking points early, making the Chiefs suffer at, at the Coliseum and try to get back in the game. This is how we win. Any other way, we are going to go down in a ball of flames. Our defense got to stop the run. They are a great run team, and they follow the run with a pass. Uh, we got to get them off the field on third downs, every down, um, and turn the ball over. Uh, that's the winning. You know, it sounds silly because every game is about the same, but in this case, with the Chiefs, I'm telling you one more time, broken record, we got to score a lot of points in the first half and make them play from behind to win. That is about all I have to say about that. I'm sorry this is so short, folks, but I'm on vacay, and I'm doing the best I can. All right, let's get to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Let's hear it, folks. Who's on the bone line first? And our first caller is J-Rad, calling from Yuck, the Mile High City. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Raider Greg, this is J-Rad. Calling from the Mile High City. That's right. Donkeyville. We are tied for first place in the AFC West, and I could not be more pumped up. I walk out my front door, and it's nothing but crickets as I walk down my street screaming, Raiders! Have a great day, Raider Nation. Keep it rolling, baby. Well, now, brother, you'll definitely be able to say it since the Bronco hoes got their ass kicked by the Chargers. <laughs> Great day for you, bro. And our next caller is the stoned Raider from San Diego. What's up, bro? Raider Greg is the stoned Raider from San Diego. Fuck the Chargers. They fucking suck. They choke. Rivers sucks. Sorry, ass team down here. They fucking suck. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. Hey, 4-1. I'm going to be there next week. KC home game. What's up, Raiders? I'm from San Diego. Just paying my dues. 7-6-0. Woo! Raider Nation, baby. Get it. Raider Nation, baby. Get it. The nation's excited, man. You have good reason to. You're going to see KC. You better be singing loud and proud in that seat, bro. And our next caller is sleepless in Korea. Yes, you heard me right. What's happening, bro? 
Hey, what's up, Brother Greg? What's up, Brother Nation? This is uh, Sleepless in Korea, and I would just like to reflect a minute now that I'm cooled down on uh, yesterday's win over the Chargers. Man, oh fucking man. What kind of a fucking player is Carl Joseph? Dude has a nose for the ball, makes the cream tackle, tackles the way you are fucking coached, man. He breaks down and wraps up. None of this arm tackle bullshit that we've seen from, you know, not to call guys out, Gill, Nate Allen. Man, we've seen too many fucking broken arm tackles just take off for an extra five, ten yards. Perry Riley, that, that motherfucker looked hungry yesterday. I swear to God. That motherfucker looked hungry. I mean, after Carr threw that, I, I don't know, man. After Carr threw that bullshit pig, you know, it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, we were kind of down in the dumps, like, oh, fuck, man, that was our first drive. You know, they tossed it to Antonio Gates, and what does Perry Riley do on that third down play? Just rips that fucking ball out, punches it out, gets it out, and Reggie, Reggie Nelson, who also has a nose for the ball, you know, he, he's right fucking there. What, what made me happy, because we haven't seen this shit in a long fucking time, is gang tag. I mean, you, you got, you know, you had Perry Riley there, and then when you watch the replay, look how many additional black jerseys are around the fucking ball. Defense is getting better. It's not where I want it to be. I don't think it's where any of us want it to be. However, it is getting better, and I strongly believe Black Jack Del Rio does have a hand in, uh, Orchestrating that defense right now. Um, nothing against Ken Norton. Uh, he's been actually calling some shitty play calling uh, the first first couple weeks there. But um, you know he, he's he's a player's coach, man. You know he's able to connect to these guys, and uh, you know he can relate to what they're going through right there on defense. The coaching staff in itself has done a fucking amazing job. I mean we're four and one. We haven't been Four and one since 2002. You know that Super Bowl run. Um, God damn, man! I mean, all these guys know how to relate to the the players that are playing on the field, man. So it, it's fucking amazing. Uh, real quick to the offense. I think we kind of saw how much Latavius Murray does mean to that offense, solely because um, you know the ground attack wasn't there. Solely because the ground attack wasn't there, um, they put a lot on Jalen Rashard and DeAndre Washington, which was fine. I mean, I'm not saying they can't carry the load because they did, without question, they carried the load. Um, but the running game just was not as effective as it would have been had Latavius Murray been in. He's a fucking home run hitter. Coop finally got his touchdown uh, after after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of trying to get this motherfucker the ball. Finally. Finally got that fucking touchdown. Uh, you know, Crabtree wasn't necessarily too, he wasn't too active in the passing game. He did have that one touchdown. But, hey, man, it is what it is. Uh, I love the direction the Raiders are going. I love the way Carr is leading this fucking team. I, I, I dig it, dude. I fucking love it, bro. I fucking love it. And the rest of you guys should be loving this shit, too. Even Money Man Raider, man. You gotta admit, Carr has been fucking outstanding. I think through the first four weeks, he's, he was PFF's number one rated quarterback, dude. That that's not an easy feat. Um, and to beat Philip Rivers, Rivers was bombing on us a lot. But I'm sure defense will get that touched up. Anyhow, brother, 
love the Raider Nation. Love you guys. Uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing, man. I look forward to seeing you at the Coliseum, Raider Greg. Go Raiders and fuck your rest of the team, motherfuckers. Yeah, you got to love that ending, bro. I do, too. Hey, man, you're saying it just like I think. Uh, I just think Musgrave should just call a little more action uh, in the first quarter. Carr, Carr needs to calm down that first half, too, bro. We're there. We're on the edge. Just have to solidify a few more things and be a little more consistent. But I see the light, bro, just like you. And our next caller, a lovely and most beautiful Raiderette, Raider Jane, is up in the house. What's going on, girlfriend? Woohoo, guys! We did it again! This is Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake, California. I forgot to say that last week. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to get some Xanax or something to take before these games because it's just the anxiety is just killing me. But we stuck it out and we beat my most hated team, the the nutless, boatless Chargers. I hate them. Even worse than Denver. We're number one. One. We hold the tiebreaker. We're number one. Yeah! Raider Nation, baby. There's a Raiderette. Talent like it is. You gotta love it, man. The Raider Nation is pumped up. Thank you for the call, girlfriend. And our next caller from Kansas, it is Raider Alex in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Alex in Dodge City, Kansas. I just wanted to say, man, damn, it feels good to be a Raider on this Monday, October 10th, after beating the Nutless Chargers. Man, we're well on our way, guys. Uh, Finally, you know, the storm's starting to settle. Yeah, it's going to be a great season. I can feel the playoffs coming. I do want to say to those pieces of shit at the Baltimore game, you nutless sons of bitches. What the fuck? You're not even part of Raider Nation. I hang out with my best friends, our Chiefs fans and Broncos fans, and we get along perfectly. There's never, never been any altercations. I'm in the heart of Chiefs and Broncos country, and nothing but respect from everybody. You guys are worthless. Anyway, from that, I want to say, go Raiders. Raider Dodge City, out. Yeah, brother, I didn't mention this, and a lot of people have been saying stuff about it. I'll just say it right now. That is not how we roll. Those two knuckleheads that beat up a Ravens fan, um, that is not how we roll. That's not how the Raider Nation, you know, rolls. We don't need to do that. <laughs> People know better than to fuck with the Raider Nation, and I think that's uh, that's classless. It shows no class, and um, it leads credence to the bullshit that people say about us. Not that I really give a shit about it, but I do give a shit about someone putting their hands on somebody else. It's wrong. Don't do it. Listen to what your mom and dad used to tell you when you were growing up. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is Casual Carmelo. I love it, man. That is classic, bro. What you got? 
Greg. Yo, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Casual Carmelo calling out of the 661 Bakersfield, California. First-time caller, long-time listener. Well, actually, I called last week, but I guess I didn't make the cut. You know, I called too late. You know, it's my fault. Right now, it's 922 in the evening. Now, all I got to say is, man, I'm extremely happy. Four and one. Haven't seen that since 2002. Man, Black Jack Del Rio, man, making that call on fourth and whatever it was. But on fourth down, to go take a shot in the end zone. It just, that play, that they've been working on that play hundreds of times in practice. Man, that was like a, they knew they had it. Crabtree is a man. You can't say anything more than about that guy. He's just a total different receiver. As I've said before, you can't, you can't say anything bad about Carr. Yeah, he might not have had a great game. <clears throat> Started off kind of slow with the offense. It's a division game. It was a, it was, a, it was a dogfight. You know, it came down to the wire again, which I haven't liked that too much. We need a win. You know, without a doubt, there needs to be a win. We need to a definite win throughout the game. There needs to be a, a bigger lead than that. We need to keep it. Show that we could actually, you know, stop teams once we have the lead. They're just clicking right now. They're they got all the mojo going, you know, their way. It hasn't been like that for very long. And watching that, you know, that fumble on the field goal attempt. I mean, that was not too long ago. That was us on the receiving end. So I'm extremely happy. You know, man, it's it's just great to be with your family on these days, you know, seeing this team improve and get these wins. They just they need to clean up a little bit more. You know, everybody's coming around here and there, you know, defensively. Sean Smith. I mean, Carl Joseph is a beast. The offensive line struggled a little bit to protect Carr, but, you know, hey, that's okay. They can't be perfect all the time. But, man, four and one, baby. You know, top of the division right now. Hopefully San Diego takes care of Denver Thursday, and then we get the win against the Chiefs on Sunday. It's just great. It, man, it feels great to be four and one. It's, it's, I'm excited, you know, even more now to see that. Damn, I'm just, I'm extremely happy. You know, it's getting a little, getting a little late. Got to get inside, get to bed. Just want to, wanted to call in, man. Give a shout out. Love the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Casual Carmelo, out. Well, Casual Carmelo, it is nice to have time with your family and friends watching a winning team. It's been so many years since we've had anything to really be happy about. And I will tell you, those of us that saw the Raiders in the 2000s and early 2000s and uh, in the late 90s, uh, we're witnesses to some great games, and that is what we're going to have again. However, we need to really clean it up, bro. We need to win this game. This is a must-win game for real. Uh, we can't jack this around. Thank you for the call and the love, brother. And our next caller is Raider Crete, 719, out of hostile territory in Colorado. Man, the Denver, well, the Colorado fans are up in arms. I'm loving it. We're 4-1. and one. There's no reason that you cannot strut your stuff anywhere in the state, bro. What's up? Well, brother, I totally agree with you when it comes to Carr. He gets a little bit of um, props here and there on NFL Network. But no, 
mainstream's still catching up, bro. They've got all these other guys, Bortles and Wentz. You know, they're popcorn farts, bro. Uh, Carr's coming. He's been coming, and he will continue to come. It will continue to beat other teams until he makes them say his name internationally uh, more than any of these other clowns that are currently on any other roster, bro. I fully agree with you. And our next caller is G.I. Raider. What is going on? He's out of Houston, Texas. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> What's up, brother? Hey, what up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Creek 719 out of Colorado. I just want to give, uh, I just want to call about what I think we should be talking about right now, and that's the best quarterback in the AFC West. I'm sick of all these TV shows and all these radio stations talking about these new wave of quarterbacks. All I ever hear about is Dak Prescott, Trevor Simeon, Carson Wentz. I hear about these young guys. I even hear I hear about Blake Bortles, but I do not hear about one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, top 10 quarterback officially now, Derek Carr. I don't know why he gets no national exposure. All the guy does is win, fourth quarter comebacks, throws touchdowns, doesn't make mistakes. The true leader on the sidelines, the true leader on the field. If you know football and you love watching football, you know Derek Carr is the real deal. He is legit. You go back to that draft class, and I'm sure all those GMs are scratching their head thinking, what the hell did we do passing up on Derek Carr? We took Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater, even Johnny Manziel, and here we are, Derek Carr. We knew what we were doing. Reggie McKenzie deserves great credit on that. I'm so happy to have Derek Carr for the next 15 years of our career. And all I want to know is why he's not getting any more national exposure. Please, everybody, let's start talking about him. He's an MVP candidate, and he deserves the exposure. Peace out, Raider Nation. Raider Crazy 719 here. I'll at you, boy. Very well done, brother. Very well said. I agree with everything you said, actually. Um, we're going to need some help. Uh, at the tight end position as far as a blocker goes because number 88, <laughs> Walford, he ain't no blocker, bro. He's barely a tight end. Uh, and I don't know what we're doing with that guy. But let us hope that they figure out something for the future. I'd love to see someone else get signed um, as long as we can and we have a spot for him. Thank you for the call and the insight, my brother. And our next caller is Super Raider. What's happening, bro? What up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy? First time, long time? This is Super Raider. And I gotta say, what a game it was for the Chargers. The defense, step it up. We almost lost that game. We got very lucky at it. But a win's a win. And I just gotta say a story about Derek Carr. I'm glad we had that guy. I met that guy at Oakland Airport. He was just flying. I guess he goes, he was going every day. He flies from LA to Oakland just to train. This was before the season started for training camp. Very cool guy. We were talking and I told him, playoffs this year. And he told me, I don't work hard for nothing. I want that championship. So, that man is going to get us a championship. I know it. I believe him. 
and best cute ever. Also met him at training camp, signed my jersey. That guy's so super humble, humble guy. And I'm glad we're four and one. Go Raiders, and I'm out. Yeah, brother, you know there's no doubt or question about Derek Carr's character. Uh, solid, good guy, even when he was a kid, when his brother was playing. Um, I was fortunate enough to see him play Fresno State, at Fresno State. I was fortunate enough to get an eye before the draft, and I was hoping. Uh, I mean, Randy could probably bring it back, but I was hoping they would get Carr. I said it before they picked him. I'm so glad we got him because he is uh, he's turning into the real deal. He needs to improve, but he is the shit. How <laughs> many teams would love to have him, and they missed. I love it. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, at our Sarasota, Florida, Raider B. Bell is in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, this is Raider B. Bell out of Sarasota, Brayton, Florida. Uh, glad that my boys is 4-1 right now. I hear everybody, you know, complaining about Musgrave's play calling and all that. You know, I, I am a little questionable on that also. But that's here nor there. The only thing I really want to talk about is uh, Raider Nation going to be down there in Tampa Bay, Florida, on the 30th. Raider Greg, let them know. At Raider B. Bell, Raider, uh, uh, Raider Henry will be in the house representing Section 135 on the visitor side. Hey, uh, just, hey, show us some love. Let us know where the tailgates are, man. You know what I mean? And uh, if you know where the Raiders are staying, let us know, too. Well, as a matter of fact, I heard they were staying at IMG Academy down here at uh, Brayton. I know exactly where that's at. But, uh, yeah, Raider Nation, uh, let's, let, you know, let's take this one game at a time. And um, go Raider Nation. I do believe I've given the information on the tailgate there at Tampa. If not, you can get on the uh, Internet and check out www.floridaraidernation.com. They're going to do a big deal at the game. Uh, Check them out on Facebook. Look it up, man. You can find it. It's going to be a great party there. You know you'll hook up <laughs> for sure. And it should be, a, hopefully, a great game for the Raiders. Thanks for the call, brother. Have a great time. And last but never least, my good brother Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. He's in the house. What's up, brother? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. Uh, man, all I gotta say is a win is a win, no matter how ugly it is. One one, baby. Just keep up the good work. Keep it going. Keep that fucking ball rolling. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out and we're gonna be shit. Let's go, Raiders. Alright? This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. I'm out. Yes, like the rest of the Raider Nation, um, <laughs> these wins are giving us all freaking heartburn. Uh, yes, brother, we are all feeling that, and I appreciate the call. And the 4-1 is off the chain. Well, that is it for this edition of the Aloha <laughs> Raider Nation podcast coming from Hawaii. 
Um, Rainer Nation, this is a serious contest. I am hoping anyone, all of everyone, that is going to the Coliseum on Sunday against the Chiefs gets their voices ready and screams their freaking asses off. We must make it a very hostile place for the Chiefs, and we must, we must make it a very friendly place for the Raiders. This is a huge contest with major consequences. Let's get this done, Raiders. That is all I have to say about that. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.